American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs the Podcast. I'm Nate Smith. I'm here with uh, the 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 Cavs ownership, Cavs the Blog ownership triumvirate, uh, myself, uh, Evil Genius, and uh, Tom Pestak. So, hey, Tom, long time. Yeah, man, it's good to <laughs> good to be back in the booth with y'all. Yeah, as we, as we are uh, into spring and about what four games left of the Cavs season, three after this one. Yep, three after this one. Yeah, yeah, and tomorrow night they play the Dubs. Um, I was just saying it's weird that the the war. How weird is it to be the Warriors and they're playing the Lakers, Suns, LeBron tonight, and then they have a back to back with the Cavs with no LeBron tomorrow. <laughs> it is and at the end of the season, where neither of those teams has got anything is anywhere, we'll both be in the lottery. It's just kind of strange. Yeah. Given the last four years, I mean. Yeah, and I turned it over there earlier, uh, like when it was at halftime for the Cavs. So just for everybody listening, we are kind of live uh, podcasting the game right now. Um, it is uh, 68, now 64, oh, 63, I guess. Uh, yeah. Sexton just hit a three. We're in the third quarter. So we're doing something a little different with a West Coast game. But I turned it over earlier, and it was 36 to 8 Warriors. <laughs> Yeah, against the bad. Lakers. Did it you was... see that that Steph pass behind his back in transition? No, no the one he flubbed in uh, yeah. in the 2016 finals. No, no, this is the one. <laughs> Ooh, tonight there you go. Where he threw Flash it back. Where he threw it like 30 feet down the court to uh, a transitional uh, KD or did KD he, in transition. Did he throw yeah. it harder than he threw his mouth guard at a fan? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, not quite, but it was close. Man. Zizic is uh, pretty good offensively this game, but man, he needs to work on his D. Yeah, he had a nice block earlier, but yeah, he will never. I just don't feel like he has the the quick ups and the um, lateral movement to ever be a great, uh, you know, a really good know. defender. He, he can block shots. He just unfortunately he gets 
he gets confused when guys are using the other hand that he's not expecting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not Marquise Chris when it comes to confusion. <laughs> well, to be fair, too, he hasn't really played all that much. I mean, who? How, how many? Zizic Zizic Zizic? Chris. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zizic. No, he, he's been out of the lineup for uh, before last game for, for a people while. People forget he's still only 21, 22. I mean, oh, absolutely. You know. Yeah, young big men. I, I like. I still have hope that Zizic could be, could be really still blossom into something like a like a really nice, um, sometime some substitute starter starter, and then you know good big off the bench for the yeah. Cavs. But I think solid big off have. the bench is not out of the realm of possibility. Maybe you know Costa Kufos might be a good uh, a good comp. Role model for him? I don't know. So. I don't know. I feel like our comps are getting like destroyed lately on <laughs> on the comments. So I might just stop. I might just start giving up. Stop. Major are you now. doing? Uh, are you doing draft comps? Is that what you mean? Are getting destroyed? Uh, yeah. No. 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 Just player comps. Like oh, just anyone. Yeah. Like this whole debate has been raging about who who Zion is like, and it's. You know, yeah, he's in the draft. So I, I mean, are you haven't. Are you getting flack for like saying things about Zizic too, or just, just no, just, okay, no, just just other. It's it's just whatever. I don't care anymore. Well, you know, the last guy that was compared to Charles Barkley, right? Uh, <laughs> yes, <no>. uh, Gumdrop Bear, <laughs> Anthony Bennett. <laughs> oh, God. Now Zion Williamson is not Anthony Bennett. For one thing, he plays in a real conference. <laughs> he plays that's real true. teams. Yeah, that's a true. That's a true statement. And, yeah, and for another thing, he is um, an order of magnitude more athletic. So, yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> I know, but athleticism is a, a it. It's not the whole story, right? I mean, there's been some freak athletes. No, no, he, his his level of coordination is off the charts for yeah. his size and his mobility, plus his defensive. I I think that's where my Draymond Green comp came from was just his his ability to guard five positions at his size is is really kind of remarkable and well, why not? Sure. Uh, i would yeah. accept that as a defensive comp but not an yeah. offense no no i i that and that's kind of what i was going as he's like draymond you know with the passing with the ball handling and the defense but his ability to finish and his offense for himself is on a whole nother level so yeah right. so who would you rather have um Giannis or zion Oh, Giannis. Yeah, I think you got to go with this sure thing. I mean, I mean, Giannis. Giannis' Giannis's stat line tonight is just disgusting. He had yeah. so was Embiid's. Oh yeah, but he had not only did he have forty-five points on sixty percent shooting, he had thirteen rebounds, six dimes, no turnovers, and an eye-popping five blocks, which is yeah. just yeah those. Stupid. The Eastern Conference well, Finals, if those two... Uh, so what are they seated right now? Uh, I think 1-3. Uh, 1-3. So theoretically, they would meet in the Eastern Conference Finals if they both made it all the way. Um, Feels like they... Well, I still am a big believer in Toronto. Even oh, absolutely. Just because there's no LeBron to LeBronto them? 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and they have Kawhi, and I think Kawhi will play his best in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I I really think a Sixers uh Sixers uh Bucks would be a great matchup, but I think Toronto uh Bucks would also be a great matchup. So um, I'm not sleeping on the Pacers, man. I feel like they're going to be a hellacious out in the playoffs. Oh, oh I think the Pacers could take Boston down, but I think they don't have unfortunately without Depot, they they just don't have that that closer at the end of games. Yeah. yeah that, that you need in the playoffs. How about the hottest team in the league, the Orlando Magic? <laughs> could they uh could they I mean, the Bucks to me are unproven. Budenhuzel's unproven in playoffs. Giannis is fairly unproven. Well, that's a nice uh little floater by Sexton to bring it to 74-73. I don't know how the Cavs are in this game. <laughs> because Sacramento doesn't play defense and uh I mean neither do the Cavs but yeah I mean Colin Sexton can take uh Darren Fox off the dribble almost any time he wants so well yeah although the opposite is also true yeah it's the the stoppable force meets the movable object no it's that Spider-Man meme with the oh yeah the yeah Spider-Man pointing yeah, at each other they do have very similar games so have you been following EG or Tom the Ja Morant versus Colin Sexton kind of debate? Like if the Cavs end up with a second, yeah. Pick, like I've seen, I've seen a little bit of it. So just the debate is basically: Do you pick best player available, or do you try to pick someone that'll fit with Sexton? Right? Yeah. I, I don't know why it's a debate because Sexton's not a point guard, and and Ja is. Yeah, although I think people feel like Sexton could become a point guard. Yeah, but, I like, I I would equate it to, would you, I mean, look at what Portland's done with, with Lillard and, and C.J. McCollum. Like, yeah. having a backcourt of John Morant and Colin Sexton is not so different from that. I mean, obviously it's not as accomplished yet, but yeah. but that's a similar kind of thing where you've got Lillard's more of a traditional point guard, but he still scores, but then CJ CJ can still handle the ball and is also still a, a pretty good yeah. And from a sizing know, up floor. from a sizing standpoint, at least defensively, that's a fairly their jaw is kind of. I don't think he's as big as McCollum, but he's the same height. I think McCollum's probably a little longer, and uh, they're both like six three, aren't they? Yeah, McCollum's six three. I think Lillard's like six two. Just like Sexton is six two, but I mean the one thing about Ja is like that guy is a twig. <laughs> I mean he's not. He's like one seventy. I mean, yeah. but again, like kids coming out of yeah. college, you could like, weight is always something you can you can affect. Yeah. The other thing I really like about him, is <laughs> you can always eat more burgers. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Well, he's got big hands for his size and. Like, he can palm the ball, and, you know, that's one thing that Colin Sexton definitely cannot do. Um, so that's, I was just really impressed in that first game that he played. Yeah. I mean, the second game, he just didn't have any help, but um, that first game was pretty great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Florida State was a brutal matchup for them. So yeah. he just didn't have any bigger guys on his team to kind of counter that, you know, all – medium-sized wing lineup that Florida State, Florida State kind of plays. So, but yeah, I just don't I'm, think I don't right. think the Cavs are going to get a shot at either one of them. Really? Well, 
I think they're going to wind up. They're going to wind up with a choice right. between uh, R.J. Barrett and R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, and and uh, Jared Culver at number three. Well, what are their odds if the season ended today? Oh, let's do the it. third worst team by record. Tankathon.com. Is that an actual site? Yeah, the NBA yeah. Tankathon. They essentially have the same percentage to get the number one pick as the Knicks and the Suns, but they have a less <laughs> a less because they all have fourteen percent chance of getting the number one pick, but they have a less of a chance of getting the number two pick than the Suns do, if that makes sense, or the or the Knicks like. The percentages kind of go down for each next stop, but and they can fall further. I think the Knicks, right? The Knicks can only fall to fourth or fifth, and the fifth, the um, fifth, and then the the Suns can only fall to sixth, and the Cavs can fall all the way to seventh. Yeah, I'm against taking R.J. Barrett because Canada's draft picks are overrated. <laughs> Well, that was another bad Marquise Chris play. <laughs> quiche Chris is another quiche <laughs> fail. <laughs> Fallen quiche. So what about Jarrett Culver from Lubbock, Texas? You know who else was from Lubbock, Texas, don't you? Craig Elo. That's right. <laughs> yes, yeah, Virginia, man. there is a Santa Claus, and he comes <laughs> from Lubbock, Texas. That's right. Well, Joe Tate was Joe so Tate good, man. Calls of all time. I gotta say, it just talking about Joe Tate and as we're as a free asso- associating here brings me back to just how much I hope AC retires at the end of this year. Ooh, Jetty three. Yeah, well, that took a dark turn. Well, I, it's really he's really gone downhill fast. I feel like he was never the most intelligible guy to listen to. Yeah, this year I, I and I, I'm you know look I'm not trying to be mean like I this year more than any year and it recently it just feels like he just talks to say something and it's usually nonsense yeah often nonsense I mean, in, and in what way like not great analysis or he's just saying like hubie brown like gibberish it's Both. a combination yeah. and when he does when he does occasionally have a, a decent insight into something he'll just repeat it five times yeah for like five straight games yeah <laughs> I mean, it's it's not one Ooh, game. That was a no. nice save by Keish, but <laughs> and yeah, it all fell apart. I don't know what's happening right now. What Jordan Clarkson with some defense <laughs> and a score. Yeah, Cavs cut it back to four. But yeah, he'll say something, and then like just I mean, his insistence on the mid range game early in the season, and just like things that are just kind of antithetical to what we figured out in the NBA over like the last five years of well, in fairness, what though, should be doing. You know. I haven't I haven't watched a ton of basketball this year, and I can't tell you how many times I am bored out of my mind watching teams basically run up. It looks it looks like a glorified scrimmage there, where they don't do anything interesting they just run up and they take threes off the dribble somewhat contested loosely contested you know and they just it's like oh we missed no big deal like then no one's working hard for shots and when those aren't going in it's just it's really ugly to watch so i can understand from like an aesthetic standpoint him wanting the Cavs to like 
you know, work to generate at least a decent shot, even if I get that, you know, statistically a decent mid-range Ooh, shot is not nice, better than that was, a... That was a nice quiche hook. A bad, a bad three, but it's just tough to watch when teams are just running up and down, just jacking up threes. And they're not creating it off of some kind of interesting ball movement. It's just like, well, I, we I'll take lots of threes you, now, so let's do it. But what's even worse is when Rodney Hood's doing that from the elbow. <laughs> Or from two feet in from the three point line. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, who? like Rodney who? Rodney Hood. Who? Or, earlier this year, I've already, blo- I've already blocked him out. You, the Rodney Hood era never happened. Is that what you're no. telling me? No. <laughs> he never got off the bench. What about the Isaiah Thomas era? Oh, oh God, the 15 games that he was here. Yeah. Yeah. And how many games did he play for Denver? Oh, I don't know. You got to look that more than more than more more than he played here. Is Hang he on, still, I'll look. Is he still on? That? Who's who's he on now? Denver. Denver. He's on Denver oh. this year, but he's on Denver's bench now because they were basically like, uh, we got to go down the stretch run, and <laughs> yeah. we're only gonna play. Eight, we're only play eight guys, so we're not gonna play you, it. Well, between and you other, and Monty Monty Morris or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, and the other thing was is like they were. They had a lot of injuries for a while, and they finally kind of opened up room for them. And now that their guys are healthy, it's – I mean, they were – yeah, Mon- yeah, Monte Morris was playing really well as a – what is he, an undrafted rookie? Yeah, he's a good. Yeah. I like Monte Morris. And was- Here, game log. How many games did he play? Yeah, because – Oh, wow. I like what they do now where they just take out the games where you didn't play <laughs> yeah. in the game log on ESPN. Oh, okay. um, so he played in, <laughs> maybe it isn't enough. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> he only played in 10 games. Yeah. No, so 11, he, 11. But he played in fewer games than he played for the Cavs. That's awesome. Yeah. He just played yesterday <laughs> against the yeah. Warriors. He'll be playing in China next year. I will almost guarantee it. Uh, it'll be a Brinks truck full of Juan. <laughs> did you see that Chinese Brinks truck I found? I, I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it will. It will be a Brinks truck full of Juan, as as E.G. Uh, <laughs> so eloquently uh, scoured the internet, in, drowning in Juan. Yeah, they're gonna put a tiny little statue of him next to Stefan Marbury. <laughs> well, the good news is it won't take up much space. And Jimmer yeah. for that. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, well, dude, Jimmer came back. He says, I, I won't go back to China. He's Oh, really? He had a nice game, had a nice game in, with the Suns the other night against Wait, wait. He's back in the NBA? Oh, yeah. He scored yeah. six points against the Cavs last night in six minutes. I feel like, I feel like uh, everybody, like, Tom is the winter soldier of Cavs yeah. Vlog. We just, <laughs> we just thaw him out, like, every podcast, and nothing has actually happened, yeah. like, to Tom. He's like, wait. <laughs> In the ca- where's LeBron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Fredette's been been out of the league for years. I did yeah. not realize he made yeah. it back. Yeah. Well, the Cavs literally played him last game. So wow. Which, wow. And it sounded like it was a brutal game, eg. Oh yeah, that was rough to watch. Was that the worst game of the season? Well, I had to call it tank tank apocalypse now or whatever i call it the tank mageddon the tank mageddon yeah it's yeah it, it no one no one played defense no one yeah. played defense and it was just yeah i mean it was clearly uh clearly a uh we don't want to we don't want the 
the Bulls to pass us in the standings kind of a game. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) It was sad. I mean, I, you know, I mean, we, I, 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 it was, it was not the kind of game you want to stay up late for, but it, thankfully I'm on the West coast. So it wasn't that late for me. So yeah. Yeah, Oh man. I was flying back from, uh, from Orlando. So, and we didn't get in until about one thirty, so I didn't didn't get to see any of it. But yeah, it, it sounded abysmal. Like I don't, I feel like the NBA's got to figure out some way. Like baseball, I think is doing a thing where you get rewarded for winning with draft positioning, right? Like you follow baseball better than I do, yeah. right, Ed? Yeah, you, yeah, you. Well, baseball's the baseball draft's hard to figure out though because. There's all kinds of like conditional picks you get if like yeah. you like if if a team takes that rule like the rule five player from you and then you get an additional oh yeah and there's pick, but it's it's like added rounds. on to the yeah it's like added on no there's way more than fifteen I think oh, but geez. like they they like added on to the end of whatever round that player was taken in if you if he gets to it's very confusing but um I don't know but then again you know. It, the MLB seems like very different when it comes to how successful hi- higher draft picks are. Yeah. You know? right. Well, yeah. And they don't have a salary cap either. So it doesn't Which matter. Crazy. Well, it's what's going to happen is that the baseball's headed for probable contraction, I would think. Cause unless they, unless they install a, a salary cap or revenue sharing of some type, it's, it's only gotten worse. I mean, no one's even going to these games, so I don't know if they're making their money off TV or yeah, what. But it's all oh, TV. it's all TV deals. Yeah, unfortunately, the Indians signed their TV deal in I think well, I want to say like 2011 before TV deals outside the coasts were all that big, and they made a pretty good deal at the time, which I think was for like they get like 40 million a year from from STO, um, which back in Two thousand eleven dollars is pretty good when they had a payroll that was, you know, like eighty million. But um, you know, now the payroll the payroll last year was up to like one thirty, and you're still only getting forty. Where I was, I had read where a team like Tampa Bay, who gets like hardly anybody to go to their games, has a really big, has a decent sized TV audience, and they get like eighty two million dollars a year for their crappy team. So. You know, it's it's unfortunate, but that's the that's the situation they find themselves in. They just can't compete because, you know, even in that, they they're stuck with that forty million a year contract until like twenty twenty seven, I think. So wow, they they yeah. signed a fifteen year deal. Yeah, that is really bad business. Terrible business. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I guess they thought it would go down. Time, yeah, people. What people were because I've complained about it to people that are more like try apologists and they're like well at the time it was a really good deal it's like well yeah but don't how about don't you know the sport's changing you know that right. revenue yeah. revenue is changing don't how about don't make a 15-year deal like make a five-year deal or a 10-year deal give yourself an opt-out <laughs> yeah yeah interesting uh, uh brandon knight just came down and hit an angry bucket after being called for a questionable offensive foul on the previous play. So I love angry Brandon Knight. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think Brandon Knight still got a lot of talent. He just actually my I think favorite he's just starting to get his knees back under him, you know. 
Yeah. Now that now that LeBron's gone, my favorite angry player is definitely Trevor Bauer. <laughs> I love angry Bauer. <laughs> now who's who's oh for the Indians? Okay. Yeah. America. Oh, here's your here's your tank squad, uh, Nate. This is the tank squad plus Nawaba. Yeah, like in the first half, Nawaba. It was like Nawaba was literally doing everything. It was it was Knight, Nawaba, Clarkson, um, Keish, and uh, Stauskas, and um, Nawaba like scored like five or six straight, probably like three or four straight buckets, just because he was like the only one actually doing anything on the court. Like for both teams, <laughs> yeah. Like the only one chasing down rebounds, the only one deciding he was going to go to the basket. So hustling, getting back in transition. I really hope they keep David Nawaba, but you are not confident. Oh, not at all. Like what? What indication have they given you at all this year that they will re-sign David Nawaba? I, 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 I guess none, other than the fact that he's a restricted free agent. And why wouldn't you at least give him another year? So, because they're the Cavs and they don't care and they just don't, you know, they don't have an appreciation for for guys that play defense. <laughs> I maybe you're right, or I don't know. I mean, because he's not a five nine point guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ooh, yeah. Castillo. You gotta find that meme. <laughs> So, so what do you think of Sauce Castillo? Do you think he'll be back next year? You think Here, he's... talk to the time while I find the meme. <laughs> so, you, you know that uh, Nick Stauskas is on the Cavs, right? Yes, and I know we talked about this last time how he was on the Cavs, then okay, he got right, traded, yeah, yeah. and kind of like right. bounced around a couple right. teams, and then right, came so back. I I forgot your Hydra programming code, so we uh, I didn't know whether you you knew. that had happened so uh nate so are you guys excited about uh are are you a marvel guy at all tom no okay i am i uh, can't wait i already got my tickets i got my tickets too yeah i'm a batman guy and i'm not into any oh and a ninja turtle did you see the joke did you see the joker trailer tom i saw people talking about it Oh, you should watch it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, Although now out. there's a raging debate about whether it just promotes uh, mental illness. So, <laughs> well, that seems like a. I'm sure it's um, an effective exchange of ideas going on. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm. <laughs> there wouldn't sounds, probably be any. Probably no name calling at all whatsoever in that. That right. that debate sounds right up your alley, Tom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure, I'd have a lot of a lot to offer to that one. Yeah. I so, don't know how they're in this game. They're down by six. I yeah, don't and they were just down by like twelve. Yeah. What just happened? Did I miss? I was typing the uh, Sauce Castillo meme, and I I missed Castillo the last. Castillo hit a three, three, and then I think uh, somebody else hit a three. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Good for you, Larry Drew. Yeah, although no. he does, he doesn't want to be the coach apparently, right? What? Come back next year? Yeah, really? Uh, I, somebody I think reported he wants that. More I think it was money is what he really wants. Oh, uh, I don't know. The dude's kind of. I mean, he's definitely on the the older side. Like, I just don't know if he wants to do a whole rebuilding effort here. Is there such a thing as coaches? Wow, in a, that was a, a bad shot. What were you saying? Coach? Yes, there is such a thing as coaches in a contract year. 
Is it like J.R. Smith in a contract year? <laughs> <laughs> only well, only if the coach the team. Only if the coach is represented is. by Clutch. I've never heard of something like this. I've never heard of a healthy player. Oh just no, Yogi Ferrell just hit a three, so you're guaranteed that Dan Gilbert's probably going to sign him in free agency next year. <laughs> yeah, Yogi Ferrell is sub six foot, just so you know. Tom. <laughs> is Yogi Ferrell. Um, the uh, 2010s version of um, who's the guy in the Jazz that hit that shot against the Cavs? Oh, like, oh uh, Sundiata like, Gaines. Sundiata Gaines. <laughs> Is Yogi Ferrell the Sundiata Gaines? No, because uh, Yogi Ferrell's been in the league like three years. Okay. Sundiata yeah. Gaines literally did nothing else ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Yogi Ferrell definitely uh, has earned. Yogi Ferrell's like Yogi Ferrell's like the next Smush Parker. Oh, Smush Parker! Wow, wow that's kind there, of there's an, the name. There's that's a kind name. of an insult to Yogi Ferrell. <laughs> Dude's got a name like Yogi. Can't yeah. be much of an insult. I mean, he's he's a guy that came from the G League and had a make good contract with. Uh, made the uh, guy signed a two year deal with the Mavs, and then I think he got a nice chunk in the mid level exception for the for the Kings this year. So I think he got like five, six million for the Kings. So, I mean, good for him. He, he got the contract that Matthew Dellavedova should have gotten <laughs> instead of the four year, $40 million deal he did get. So, so do we just shut Delhi down because of a concussion or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It seems like it. Yeah. I don't think Delhi will be back this year. Uh, I guess uh, been it, one heck of a concussion. Yeah, well, and that's one of those things that affects people different ways, too. Like, if you get it bad, you can have, you know, light sensitivity issues. You can have dizzy spells. My brother had a real bad bout with uh, concussions uh, after we were in a car accident when I was a kid. And he was he was getting, like, light sensitivity and loud noises and kind of like vertigo-like symptoms and dizzy oh, spells man. for, like, for, like, three, four months. So yeah, it, it, it can affect you badly if it, if, if it hits you right. So I hope he gets healthy this summer. I'm, I'm a little worried about him. So, yeah. Well, especially as kind of, he kind of plays a lead with his head game. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So, EG so Colin Sexton passed, uh, they're just showing his stats. He's the he's the third highest scoring rookie this year, ahead of DeAndre Ayton and Marvin Bagley, who were both taken ahead of him. He's yeah. averaging forty one percent on his three point field goals, which is I'm honestly uh, I'm honestly stunned by his transformation this year. I mean, I thought, all right, maybe in three four years we'll we'll get something out of this guy, and that he's become such a good three point shooter. Just it's kind of mind blowing to me. I mean, there's guys, there's all star caliber players in this league that are score first point guards that have never developed a reliable jumper, and he seemingly has done it in like a couple months. Like it's, I, I'm not, you know, what I mean? well, like I, I, I've not seen anyone ever do something like this where they're a bad shooter and then like a couple months later. They're a consistently good shooter. Well, his three point shooting has been above. 40% most of the season. He shot like 26% last year in college. Yeah, three. no, that's what's amazing. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. I mean, it has, but I'm saying it didn't come from out of nowhere 
within the course of the season, but the frequency with which he started taking them and still is hitting at the same clip is what's he's been taking really them, Im- he, impressive. He's taking them and making them when they go under screens. Like yeah. it's, yeah. Well, it definitely helped him when Love came back too because yeah. it opened the floor up. Well, sure. But yeah, I, and I, the other I, thing, Knight has helped him year. a lot too because he's playing off ball a lot more. Right. Uh, you know, he's the he gets a lot of catch and shoot looks, which are are good for him. Man, Ante really still can't he's not good with the footwork. <laughs> Ugh, Ante. Yeah, I Jordan Clarkson three to cut it to six, but Kings score again, so it's back to an eight point lead. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. So yeah, I mean yeah, it's been really impressive. Also, his finishing has gotten much better, his ability to get into the body, and his passing. I mean, he's not running offenses as much. Uh, it's usually on like a dribble penetration on a closeout. Um, but his drive and kick game has been really good. And yeah, he still has some bad turnover games, but um, definitely as a scorer has improved light years since even the middle of the season. so Wow, Marvin Bagley just grabbed a rebound, ran to the corner, and turned like he was Steph Curry and hit a three. I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, Bagley's going to be a good player. I like Bagley. Yeah. I don't think he's as good in the post yet because I don't think he's strong enough, but, yeah. but he's definitely a good scorer. Yeah, and he's a super... He was a guy I was hoping would be in the dunk contest because he's got some ups, but... um, Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that team is got the Kings. I think have an exciting future. I mean, I think their biggest problem now is they got to figure out they're going to probably have to pay Buddy Heald close to the max, and they'll do it. I mean, Buddy yeah. Heald's one of the better shooters in the NBA right now. Yeah. He's, oh, jeez. Oh, uh, Jordan, Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson the, yeah. See that the Steph Curry behind the back out of bounds. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I mean, Buddy Heald definitely going to be. He's going to get the max because shooting is at such a premium, and he's probably the second best shooter in the league right now. No, but if you're going to pay somebody, pay Buddy Heald because he's, oh, yeah. he's a good offensive player, and then they'll, you know, they they don't have to pay Bagley for a couple years. And I mean, I don't. There's really the nobody guy, else on this uh, team. William Colley Stein, I believe, is a restricted eh. free agent, but. You I don't think you probably, pay Willie Colley Stein to stick around. You could get no. Tristan Thompson to come in and do exactly I, what he does. Uh, absolutely. I, I would be happy to send him that direction. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one place I feel like I'm like a lot of people are like, Tristan is part of the future. And I'm like, no, he's got to go. Who says that? I just, the, the Give me Twitter. their number and I will talk them out of that. <laughs> a, a lot of people <laughs> Fallacy. on another Cavs blog that shall remain nameless. Um, I, I are did, there big, are no other Cavs blogs. I don't that's know. That's right. There's only there's only Cavs the blog. <laughs> okay, that shall remain nameless. Um, lot of lot of lot about. of Tristan stands on there. So, um, and I'm like, no, he's got to go. And and even on our blog, oh, my voice cracked there. Even on our blog, there's some like big Tristan fans. I know Mike Schreiner is is a Tristan fan, and you know wants to get something for him. And I'm like. You know, if they the Cavs don't have to give up anything to ship him out of town, I'm I'm happy oh, yeah. to 
mainly just because I want to see Larry Nance starting full time. Yeah. I want them to to trade him to Portland for a pick and um the bad um who's what's his name who went there from Boston? Oh, uh Turner. Yeah, the bad Evan from Turner. Our, yeah. uh contract because they're going to need a guy like Tristan next year cuz Nurkic isn't coming back from that. Yeah. Oh, until Nur- at least second half of next year if if that yeah, so, that was a brutal injury. Nurkic basically pulled a Paul George uh, with a compound ugh. fracture. Yeah, uh, but don't you think Tristan would be a good fit for them? Like as a yeah, as he, a one year stopgap. Yeah, Nurkic but they also back? have they have Myers Leonard. Come um, on, Myers Leonard is garbage, dude. <laughs> I'm not saying he's good, but they're paying him a lot of money. No, so, but fine. Take yeah. then we'll take Myers Leonard back yeah. as a as a penalty for them eating. Tristan's the last year of Tristan's contract. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think, I think, uh, look, love obviously would probably like to go there cause he's from bend, but, uh, but Tristan's probably a good fit would be a good fit for them both defensively and within that conference. And, uh, and just from a rebound. Oh yeah. Cause they, I think they miss, they mid miss Ed Davis. Like he was a really oh, they good do, and they signed. Um, oh, who'd they sign from the Knicks? Their old center. Oh yeah, and, you're and it's Cantor. <laughs> Why is he oh, my yeah. buddy? <laughs> I didn't mean him. I meant the other guy. I thought that you. I thought you were talking about Kylo Quinn. <laughs> yes, he. No, Kylo. What happened Quinn, to him? He's a pacer. Oh, he's that's part right. of the the tryhard pacers. <laughs> Along with your favorite Thad Young, the ultimate Nate Smith player, Thad Young. Yeah. Yep. Uh, RPO, uh, rap em all star, Thad Young. Exactly. <laughs> no, it, it it'll be an interesting free agency. I mean, I don't see the Cavs doing a ton. Um, they might get a guy I'd love for the Cavs to go after, but I think he'll get more interest from better teams. Is um, BGSU's own? Uh, oh, guy, he plays for Phoenix. No, uh, Reach on Holmes had a really Rich good. Holmes. Yeah, he had a really good season off the bench for Phoenix, probably their best bench player. And I think he's like leading the Ooh, league. Yeah. Jetty Trey. Yeah. Reach on home. Only, only closes the gap to 12, but it's like leading the league in uh, a lot of points per possession stats. Um, Is that a stat? All, all, all the points per possession uh, for a lot of different categories. Like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> like they'll say points per possession and catch and shoot or points per possession in pick and roll or off cuts or whatever, you know, those are all synergy stats. So, yeah. but all he's, right. he's leading, he's up near the top for a lot of advanced analytics. So I think he'll probably get it. But I, if he doesn't get a better offer, I'd love to see the Cavs grab him. Cause I've liked him since the draft. So yeah. So anyway, well, Rishon um, Holmes is a good player and, wasn't he part of that Bridges deal that Philly gave up? Yeah. Yeah, that seems kind of like a really bad deal right now that Macau Bridges well, is looking like a pretty good player. They got rid of two guys that I think are going to be pretty good players with Bridges and uh, Landry Shamit to, in the, yeah. the Clippers deal. Meanwhile, uh, Tobias Harris has been actually pretty bad the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Con- contract year Tobias Harris. Yeah, I... I think long term that was a bad deal for them, especially if Jimmy Butler doesn't resign. I mean, they could. Oh, he's not gonna. He's not gonna. Re- so where do you think Jimmy that. Butler goes? 
Uh, Jimmy's going to get overpaid to go to L.A. or Brooklyn. I could see that. Uh, can you overpay Jimmy Butler? I mean, he's sure a, you can. Kind he's of a, a stud. He's yeah. a cancer, Tom. He's but a he's team also cancer. Is he really? Getting Locker room cancer this year. Yeah. I thought D. Wade was the cancer in Chicago. No. He's also getting old, though. Butler? Yeah, he's like 31. Yeah, no, he's 30. 30. Yeah, he's 31. I think I've never really liked his game. I always kind of felt like he was, he was tough nosed and, but he was very streaky shooting wise. I oh, thought no, he's he was 29. Like so it'll be shoot. 30. Yeah. He's Next a very year. clutch player, but until this late this year, he's had a kind of a bad stretch in the clutch the last couple months, but, hmm. okay. but yeah, no, he's actually over the last several years been one of the better clutch players. So, a clutch with a C, not with a K. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I take that back. Tobias Harris has had a couple of decent games, although they've all been losses. Yeah. I, I my Yeah, but although Butler hasn't been playing a ton, I, I that team, I don't know. I I feel like they don't they have a problem in that they too many guys want to be the alpha on that team. Like I don't but, know why they kept Brett Brett Brown. I don't like him as a coach. I think if they don't advance past, I don't think, I think if they don't get to the Eastern Conference Finals, um, Brett Brown's probably gone. Yeah, so then he's gone because I don't think they get to the Eastern Conference <laughs> Finals. Well, yeah, I mean, you very well could be right. So, and you think, uh, you think Kawhi's going to the Clippers? Oh, yeah. He's, uh, here's the thing. I think if Toronto gets to the finals, they don't have to win, but if they get to the finals, I think there's at least a 50-50 shot he stays in Toronto. If they don't make it to the finals, I think he's I think he's a Clipper. Yeah, Lakers. he's definitely not going to be a Laker though. No, right? I mean, if you if, did you read guys read the the Howard Beck article? I did not. I know McNeneman put one out. What was it? No, that? so so Howard Beck put an article out. Um, just kind of talking about the summer trade season and the NBA. Okay. So his his prediction, and I usually kind of go along the lines of what he says because I I think he's usually pretty logical about this stuff. And who's he write for? I, uh, who does he write for? He writes for um uh, what is it? What's the Bleacher Bleacher Report? report yeah. Okay. Bleacher Report, but he covered the he covered the Lakers for a while. He covered back when Kobe was there. He covered uh, the Knicks for a while. So he's been both big markets. But I feel like he's pretty plugged in. Um, and his his assertion was that because he was talking a lot about who the Lakers are going to be able to get. Meanwhile, the Cavs uh, kick it out of bounds again. Oh no, that was the that was the Kings. Anyways, he felt like. Um, it seems really, really pretty obvious that KD is going to go to the Knicks, and yeah. that there's a better than there's a better than even chance that Kyrie would follow him there. So, I mean, look, if the Knicks get the number one pick and and take Zion and wind up spending all their cap space on KD and Kyrie, then I mean that could be a pretty good team for a while. Although they won't have a whole lot around them. Although I guess Mitchell Robinson's pretty good and he's he's pretty cheap. Yeah. As a draft pick this year, but and it's funny because for a while, um, Colin Sexton was 
the worst player in RPM in the league, and now he's not. And but Kevin Love is, or Kevin Knox is like historically bad. He has a, I think, a below seven, negative seven RPM, which is, as, as Tom knows, is, is almost impossible. I've never seen that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is like it, usually the minus fours are like the yeah. worst players in the league. Yeah, he is. Kevin Knox is historically bad. So yeah, and Trey uh, Young's right up there too, but. So yeah. to continue that, although um, Trey Young has had a much better second half of the season than the first half. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure, for sure. As Sexton has, absolutely. Um, I would. So then the rest of the Beck thing was, yeah, it, it, basically that opinion, which is it would take probably take Toronto at least going to the finals for Kawhi to be convinced to stick around. Otherwise, he's pretty much gone to to the Clippers. But that none of these guys are even considering the Lakers and he yeah. felt like the Lakers best bet would be either convincing New Orleans to trade them AD in the off season somehow, or going after a Boogie Cousins or a Nick Vucevic or, you know, a big that could play with LeBron. The problem so, is, is the Lakers are going to go after these big names Yep, and by the, and the time other guys they've struck out on them, the guys they could realistically get, like Vucevic, actually Vucevic would be a fantastic fit next to LeBron because he is a very good defensive center. He's also a very good shooting center. He can play with and without the ball. He's a very good passer from the elbows, and um, and he's a good pick and roll guy. Like he's the perfect center to put with LeBron because. He doesn't get a ton of his points out of post. I mean, he gets his share out of post-ups, but so much more of his game comes from other places other than the post, which is what you want for a center that plays with LeBron. You know, Young Bull just getting stuffed on a drive. And and the Lakers, the Cavs down by 12 with a minute and a half remaining. Yeah, this this seems pretty much over. Yeah. Uh, basically, which it should have been for a while, but somehow they stayed in it. And I I think Sacramento basically screwed around for three and a half quarters. Yeah, and and then kind of took the Cavs and the Cavs. And that Buddy Heald three just pretty much seals it. Yeah, the Cavs have definitely down the stretch here been playing to lose. I mean, I think we had a couple recaps that were ba- all basically all uh, about... almost a Dengadel three, but uh. uh uh, quiche putback. Yeah. <laughs> who's who's no, packing but... their suitcase there? Oh, sorry, that's me. <laughs> so, just to finish it, so the the one guy that that Beck sorry. says might wind up uh, where LA would just would overpay and, and would be Butler. Um, and look, Butler Butler's not a bad fit next to LeBron, but. You know, given given Jimmy's last two stops and the some of the issues that have come from that in the in the locker rooms, I I, I can't imagine that's gonna that's yeah. gonna turn out too well. Um, well, and I don't think he, they they don't get to the they don't get to the finals with LeBron and Jimmy Butler as their their main guys. No, so. they gotta add shooting. Um, yeah, and because he he feels like Kemba will probably stay in uh stay in charlotte you really think so he wants the big money it just yeah but charlotte seems charlotte seems willing to pay for it so. yeah well i mean why wouldn't you if you were charlotte he's 
the only thing you've got. <laughs> the guy I would love to see. Um, I mean, they won't because he's he's injured, and they won't take they won't mess around with Le- with LeBron being thirty five at next next Christmas. But um, somebody was bringing up like, oh, maybe they'll trade for John Wall, and I said, well, there's no way they're going to do that because a that's a horrible contract, and b he's probably not back until the second half of next year with that that Achilles injury. So I actually think they should try to see if, if they can trade for Brad Beal. He'd be a probably a really good fit for LeBron as far as shooting a shooter that doesn't need the ball. Yeah, I the problem with that is is I don't think Washington I don't think they have what Washington would take to Oh, I don't know. They just they just fired Ernie Grunfeld, and but they I mean, Ted Leonsis does not want to go back to being lousy, and he thinks he can they can turn the team around sooner than later. I think you don't think Ted Leonsis would take a similar package to what the Lakers offered for AD for Brad Gill. I, I don't think they. Do you don't think he would take. You don't think he would take Lonzo Ingram and uh, a pick or or. Josh Hart for for Brad Beal, I think that that actually kind of makes sense for them. I don't think so. So you're going to hang on to Brad Beal with nothing around him and a except for a gimpy John Wall who's way overpaid that you can't trade. <laughs> um, I'm I'm not. Washington's going to be bad no matter no, what. No, I, mean, I know. Washington's I I going... don't think Ted Leonsis wants to do that. From I because I follow a lot of Washington sports. You mean just like Dan Gilbert didn't want to do that, but wound up having to because he had no choice because Kevin Love was injured for most of the year? I'm confused on what you're saying. But I'm saying Ted Leonsis has no choice but to tear it down. Oh, no, I think that's different. But in the same respect, Dan Gilbert's not going to trade Kevin Love next year or this summer, most probably. So, that's Oh, I don't I'm think saying. they will. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I think you think they'll trade they Kevin can, Love. No, I'm saying Ted Leonsis feels the same way. He doesn't feel like he needs to trade Bradley Beal because Brad they can Beal. turn it around by next year. So it's a little bit different though, because when did Beal sign his contract? Yeah, how many? Yeah, I don't know how. Let's, let's I think he only Brad. has two years left. So after this one? Yeah, I believe he's got two years left after this one. Let's see. He signed a five-year, no, 127. He signed you know. through 2021. So, yeah, he's got next year and the year after. So I think they're okay. going to give it one more year, and then if they can't and it looks like Beal's going to walk, then they'll move him, which I think will probably end up being what happens. But Right. Yeah. Well... I'm just saying, like if the if I were the if I were the Lakers, but I'm not. Um, look, I I hope I hope the Lakers wind up signing uh, signing Boogie and <laughs> um, re, re bringing back Rondo and oh my you god, know, let's and, make the most toxic locker room even more toxic and and yeah, because you remember the funny thing is is like how Jimmy Butler didn't get along with Rondo and Wade and Wade is. Uh, you know, bronze guy. So it's like, you know, he's got had to have heard all about Jimmy Butler. I won't be satisfied until magic Johnson is either fired in a teary, uh, 
parting with by Jeannie Buss or resigns in disgrace. I want to reenact the shame scene from Game of Thrones as he walks down Rodeo Drive and they everyone shouts shame, shame. <laughs> You've seen yeah. that scene. Anybody right? Oh yeah. Anybody who anybody who comes out and brags about not putting shooters around LeBron James and yeah, going like... flying in the face of of what basically worked his entire 15-year career before that. And, is and an the entire direction that the NBA has gone for the past six years. <laughs> yeah. Or longer. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, they're fooling themselves. And it's just, just the two of them sitting there, him and Polinka sitting there with the, all the hubris in the world to be like, oh, no, we're going to do it differently. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it like the Cavs did where he had no help. It's like, Dude, now in you, in you you have you have no idea what you're talking about, Magic. Yeah, and now in his defense, some of it was spin in that their whole plan was to sign guys willing to take one year deals, and those were the guys they got. Yeah, you know why? You know because... why? Because they failed at every other free agent <laughs> right, except for the right. one guy who wanted to go there not to play basketball, but to be closer to his operations and the on the entertainment right. side of. Things. Right. And so then they're like, well, we're going to punt on this till next year. Well, the problem is, is when LeBron James is 34 years old, you don't punt. So, yeah, it, it, they played it. No matter what he tells you. Yeah, <laughs> they played it very poorly. And they let a guy they let. Well, no. And we talked about it on the blog a little bit. The the five guys that were basically their best players last year were all gone between Brooke Lopez and Larry Nance Jr. and uh, Julius But did Randall. you read how easily they could have kept those guys? Yeah, it would have been pretty easy. Yeah. Like, it would have cost them a, like a million three to keep Robin Lopez, or not Robin, uh, Brooke, Brooke Lopez yeah. this year, it, who just happened to become the best shooting center in the league. Yeah, or... Three-point shooting centers. Center in the league, sorry. Or keep uh, Julius Randle on a qualifying offer. You know, it's like I would have kept I would have kept Julius Randle over over Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could have kept both, but yeah, I mean, sure, yeah, they've keep him over, keep him over. You know, hell, they they gave away Zubac. Keep him over Zubac. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, you, I know they don't have did the, you same, read the article the about, same money. Um. The Clippers laughing so hard about the Zubac oh, yeah. trade, <laughs> yeah, like, as they should. Yeah. They say, "Oh, we gave we gave up Mike Muscala, a, a career journeyman who was doing nothing but sitting on our bench for basically, you know, a, a a guy who can be a double double machine if you give him the the court time." Yeah, and yeah. he's young and controllable for well, like and, another three four years. Well, and as I have mentioned multiple times, you had a guy sitting there like Dwayne Dedman in Atlanta who is a much better fit and a veteran that they could have probably got for a second rounder that they didn't even explore that trade. No, I mean, it, you would almost have to – Magic Johnson oh, wow. has Cavs, been epically Cavs turned, turned the ball over 22 times tonight and gave up 27 points off turnovers. And they the must have given well, up a your, bunch of offense. difference right there. Must have given up a bunch of offensive rebounds too, because they also outshot the Kings uh, by fifty-four to fifty. No, but they out-rebounded them too. Yeah, Nance had sixteen rebounds. Yeah, and I want to ten. Uh, so 
why we're why we're talking about the Lakers. Props to Tom, who knew that the Lakers correctly predicted the Lakers were going to be a dumpster fire at the beginning of the season. <laughs> thank you, Although, thank you. There was that. There was that LeBron injury, which I know nullified your guys' bet, right? Yeah, it did. It, did. it yeah. saved me a steak dinner. <laughs> uh. um, well, it wasn't just me. I mean, there were lots of people that openly questioned what the Lakers were doing. I mean, and, and that's why I'm a little bit disingenuous or a little bit annoyed by like all these people who are like, oh, we need this person to go on record and state, you know, make a claim about, you know, or document how bad the Lakers were. It's like, no, you don't, because people said it last fall. <laughs> yeah, know? lots of people said it. Yeah, I mean, there were some people that that I think were hedging against. Oh, who knows? But um, and then of course the well, Lakers were respectable up until December. I think they were probably better than respectable. I mean, they were fourth in the West and coming off of even. I mean, the game that LeBron got hurt in, they were soundly beating the Warriors in Golden State. So I mean, they were putting it together. I think they were like they were like sixteen and four in their last twenty games before leading up to that. So they yeah. you know, they without that without that injury, they probably make the playoffs and they might even be as high as a as a you know, fourth or fifth seed. But it was the injury, it was also the horrible way they handled the trade situation, and it was injuries to Rondo and uh, Lonzo Ball that and other well, guys the worst that just thing, killed them. The worst thing that, that could have happened to them was having LeBron sitting out thinking about the trade deadline in, as opposed in to just January and February, which we all yeah, know is as not opposed to just playing games. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to just playing games and maybe still winning and not having it be as much of a maybe just saying like, hey look we weren't supposed to be get it all done this year. Yeah. I know we're going to be in the playoffs. Let's just, let's just stand pat. I mean, you know, and not, and not make it this whole big thing. Look, I think clutch and rich Paul misplayed the, the Anthony Davis thing to such a debacle. I mean, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't think LeBron's, free of blame either i mean oh no just, yeah just yesterday oh no he's, lebron he's probably quoted, told rich paul hey man well just yesterday he's quoted saying we got to get better from a personnel standpoint this off season and then he said something else basically to the effect of we have to get better players in here well guess what that means you're basically saying you need to get rid of a bunch of your teammates like even if you're thinking that I think that's bad form to be just publicly saying well, and that. And not only that, you are putting your front office at a disadvantage. You're basically devaluing those assets. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but you'd be like, oh man, I can't wait yeah. to like win a ring with these guys and then yeah, pump yeah. them up. No, LeBron with idle time to watch other NBA teams and kind of not spend time working on his game is like Donald Trump with a cell phone in his hands watching Fox and Friends. It's just it's just not going to end well. Well, I think LeBron is going to be the most spectacularly bad owner when he buys an NBA oh. team. Because I've always thought his LeBron as GM skills have been a dumpster fire. And you know he wants to. Oh, he, I know he does. Yeah. I mean, he's a genius of the game of basketball, but I I do not think that he is a good coach or 
personnel or talent evaluator. And I yeah. think it'll be if he's in charge, I think it's gonna it's gonna be bad. Jordan esque. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people say that those guys are bad at those positions because they expect people to be them. Like it was easy for me to do these things. Why can't you? Yeah. You know, and and the one guy there's only been a couple guys that I feel like have succeeded at that. Obviously Jerry West. Uh yeah. I was gonna say he's probably the only guy, right? I, I would say Larry Bird to some extent. Uh Larry Bird had some very good years yeah. in I mean he's not Larry Bird has had a much better post career or post playing career coach in front office um career than like Isaiah Thomas or Michael Jordan or yeah. or Magic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you can argue that. I mean, he's had actual success. He's made multiple conference finals. Um That's true. He's know. not Jerry West, but he's, no, but he's not but, bad. Yeah, I mean, he's had success whereas Isaiah Thomas has literally bankrupted a league and <laughs> <laughs> made, made the lit Knicks an even bigger laughing stock, and is my least favorite commentator in the history of the NBA. He he single handedly ruined. Well, players only is just a debacle anyway. But uh, he, they should he just get do away worse. with players only. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. <laughs> like, just so many of those guys are too low energy. You can't have a broadcast with all color guys. I mean, you know, you got to have a solid play-by-play guy to bring the excitement, and they, it just, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, and that guy can not be Chris Weber. <laughs> oh, um, should we talk? Should we talk about this game tonight at all? Or yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, no, no. I'm by the way, I'm fine to not talk about. No, it. No, I, I think we can talk about it for five, ten minutes. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. It was turnovers. Cavs twenty turnovers. Um, and the Kings six is pretty much the tail of the game. I mean, well, and the, and the Kings scoring 27 points off of those 20 turnovers. So. Yeah. And going 14 to 38 from three, whereas the Cavs, I mean, the Cavs shot 11 to 25 from three. That was, that's a good per- percentage too. But I mean, it, there was no defense played in this game and you can tell by the amount of free throws that were shot. Nine for the Cavs and ten for the Kings. That means nobody was fouling anybody. <laughs> so yeah. it means people weren't trying very hard on defense. And yeah, the Cavs had fifty rebounds to the Kings thirty-six. But it was, as you said, all about the turnovers. And Zizic had five. Brandon Knight had five. Um, and then there was a ton of guys with two. Sexton had five. No, you meant Sexton had five because Knight only. Oh had one. no, I just yeah. Sexton had five, Zidic had five, and yeah, and that's the biggest problem with Sexton's game right now is the turnovers. So, and Sexton was a team low minus fifteen. So, Ugh. and he did not get to this twenty point benchmark. Yeah, though he did, he did become only the tenth uh, rookie this decade to score thirteen hundred points in a season. So, yeah. there's that. All and although I think like four of them are from this year. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. No. <laughs> I think the two in front of him are. I think Trey Young and and Luca. Uh, Luca got there, but I don't think anybody behind okay. him did. But okay. they might still. But yeah, but still, still. Three, of them, um, three of them are from this year. So. But still, not a bad shooting night for him. Eight of 14, three of five from three. And then also... Um, 
Okay. Uh, Clarkson had Clarkson had another good shooting night too, although bad defensive night, except for that one play in transition. So so Tom's got to jump off. Any parting shots, or you just got to run? Well, no, it's just when two of your kids wake up. You gotta, you gotta assist. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> gotta play man to man defense. Of, yeah, two of the, go. of the eleven. Yeah, the 11. yeah. I gotta go play some man to man defense upstairs. You, you, you can't zone it up. <laughs> no, no. But um, you know, it was great talking to you guys, and I'm glad to be the uh, <laughs> the one you gotta thaw. <laughs> so we'll put Tom back in the cooler for the next time we yep. go for a podcast. And hopefully by the next time we talk, I will have sold my other house and I can tell you all the funny stories of dealing with the real estate mafia and <laughs> and, and uh we can have some good laughs. <laughs> Yes, I I will have nice. to hear those. My so I was so Tom's going to jump off. I won't say anything bad other than so both my parents are real estate agents for like thirty plus years. So I I grew up in real estate. So I I have a differing opinion than Tom. <laughs> but I also you're the, understand you're the, where you're the Michael Corleone of the real estate business, Nate. No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. No. Not at all. Um, Every time you try to get out, they pull you back in. It is a little bit true. I mean, that was I. I've related to Tom because my last summer was basically what Tom's going through now, of rehabbing a house and putting it on the market and doing doing all that fun stuff. But mm-hmm. it is it is not. It, you, you never will get what you feel you put into it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So it is a it is a good time to sell though because yeah. there's such a short supply. So. We'll I, save all those. We'll save all those rants for another another pod. Well, I, right. w- I wish you luck, Tom. Thanks, guys. Good talking to you. Go, Good talking to you, Tom. Go Cavs. Yeah. So yeah, on this game, I mean, I think it was the Cavs certainly seemed disorganized defensively, and I don't know if it's focus or coaching or whatever, but yeah, and I think we talked a they little are- bit. Last in the the NBA and in uh, defensive uh, um, efficiency, so yeah. uh, giving up almost 115 points a game, which is uh, staggering bad. <laughs> Field Marshal Longo. <laughs> yep, uh, got him right where we want him beyond the three point arc. <laughs> yes, uh, and so yeah, but I mean, Chetty had a nice bounce back game, at least offensively. 17 points, yeah. 7 of 11. Uh, Brandon Knight, a bounce back game, at least in the plus minus standpoint, did not go minus 31 like he did in Phoenix. So, Well, and Nance has just become a beast on the boards. Oh, yeah. Nance Especially has- when Kevin, especially when Kevin and, and Tristan don't play. <laughs> yeah. But in my opinion, Nance has to start next year. You have to carve out 30 minutes a night for Larry Nance because. We've seen he's so much better when he gets extended playing time. I mean, do you agree with that? I agree with it. I just think they're going to have to move Tristan to do it. Oh, I I totally agree with you because Nance has. I, to and play. I just don't know. If, I don't know if they're going to be able to because he's still got a pretty sizable contract for the last. Yeah. Has well, he got two year two years left, or is no, next year the last year? One year left. Uh, they could do it, but okay. I feel like so they, they could would... trade him at the they could trade him at the at the deadline potentially. Yeah, or they would have to take a worse contract back of somebody trying to dump salary. So, right. 
and that look, was... Tristan's still a young, a youngish guy. I mean, he's only yeah. what twenty eight. Yeah, he could still help a team. Oh, he could still he's... help Portland. He certainly could. Um, he could. I wouldn't be surprised to, depending on how things end up in Toronto, to see Toronto go after him because there's no guarantee sure. that Marcus All is going to be in Toronto next year. Um, there's no guarantee Marcus All be playing basketball next year. Absolutely. Although he's played very well of late, um, they are much That's better true. when he is on the floor. Um, he, he's really kind of figured it out up there. So, and, and I think that plays into your theory of him being, uh, of that being a very scary team in the playoff for opponents. But yeah, I mean, I just don't know if, if Toronto keeps Kawhi. I don't know that they'd be able to to absorb a Tristan contract because I don't know what they'd be able to trade away, you know? Yeah, well, the only guy they'd probably be able to trade away would be a Dwight Powell who – is it Dwight Powell or Norman Powell? I think. No, Norman Powell, yeah. And he's awful, and he has a terrible contract. So he's not a guy. But not. Really I don't think he's got as big of a. I don't think it. No, I mean you'd I have to combine him with somebody else and figure out how to make the numbers work. But yeah. Yeah, I'm saying like if. But if there Kawhi are places to, you could send to Tristan. It's just no. But if Kawhi, if Kawhi goes to the Clippers, I mean they still have a nice core of Siakam, and although I, I it just feels like like Lowry might have to be replaced next year. So. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's not uh you know the right move for them. But. Clarkson and Thompson. I'm just saying. It's a sure, sure. <laughs> I do that deal every day and twice on Sundays. They say. Yeah. Maybe we could get OG Ananobi out of it or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's plenty of places Tristan could go, but he's not, he's going to be you know that fourth fifth wave of transactions if he gets moved that comes this summer. Um. And he may not get moved. That's I why I think I think it I think it's probably more likely that they roll with it and he gets moved yeah. at the dozen expiring and somebody could help you in the playoffs. Yeah. But who knows? Possibly. I mean, that's the same thing. It's the same thing with love too. I think it would be a mistake for them to try to trade Kevin this summer if they were even entertaining that. I don't think they want to because they think they like having Love around as a positive influence. The same way with Tristan too. Like yeah, they were both the, the only... really good leaders this year. But I think I think it, it, Love didn't reestablish enough of his value. Yeah. In the short amount of time that he played this year, so it's silly. Like if you're gonna trade, if you if you think even thinking about trading him, you wait until somebody's desperate at the deadline. Somebody who missed out on the summer bonanza. Someone like the wink wink nudge nudge Lakers that didn't cash in with somebody because yeah. where, where, however you want to say it, like Kevin's still a great fit next to LeBron as a big man shooter. Yeah. And the, I mean, Kevin love nice season, almost a 20 PER, uh, you know, 18 points, 36% from three, 11 rebounds. But the thing that is really his, that 38% field goal percentage is going to really hurt his trade value. Um, because yeah. to have a big man that doesn't finish well around the basket that Kevin didn't do this year is, is tough. So, and he didn't but play a rusty, game. So no, and he, yeah. he has a low number of games that he, he only played 21 games this year so far. So, yep. And I don't think he'll play again, to be honest. I think, I think he's probably 
I think it's because it's a shoulder thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't they, think they're taking a chance with that. With his, yeah. Well, with his shoulder history, especially. Yeah, exactly. And they're, they're only one game in front of Phoenix in the loss column. So they, there's still a chance they could edge ahead of or behind Phoenix. I'm not sure how that works out. But, yeah. And... Yeah, I, I think all it really does is give them a, a less far to fall potentially, yeah. as opposed to seventh, they could only fall to sixth. And but the the odds of the top one or two picks is still the same, around fourteen percent, I think. So yeah, and you know, I think as you said, they have a decision to make on David Nwaba. Uh I'm you know pretty yeah, who, sure who else is a free agent? Uh, Marquise Chris. Um, yeah, he's. Yeah, he's gone, uh, especially because... Is Knight, is is Knight a free agent, or is he restricted? Uh, no, Knight is under contract next year. That was part of oh, okay. how they got a draft pick out of it, is because they basically ate his salary, and now it's looking as if it's going not to be a, bad, a fairly, fairly low draft pick at this point because of uh, how, oh, well well, how well he's the doing. Rockets are doing. Yeah, what are, where are the Rockets right now? Rockets I did are, see that... that uh, Go ahead. Third in the West and twenty-sixth <coughs> overall out of thirty. Or uh fourth uh fifth overall out of out of thirty teams. So Right. Well Although, I saw where some mock where it said they might they they could get like a Nas Reed at that that point and he'd be a good Tristan replacement potentially. Oh yeah, I mean there's definitely guys there or you can do a draft and stash like they did with Chetty. Uh, Portland. Still Do you could, think they would use that pick to use that pick to move up? I I don't know. I I like if it was a difference between getting Ja Morant or or uh or if for some reason they got knocked down to like fifth or sixth in the you know in the trade machine, and there's a guy they want that would probably go in the top three I or mean, four. I mean, it's they a use that as a sweetener but... to get up? It's a possibility, but I mean, there's so many diff- different possibilities of the way this draft could work out that it's it's really impossible to predict that right now. I mean, you you could as see... long as I don't get stuck with ball ball, I'm okay. <laughs> Who was the other guy that I did? Oh, I didn't like Hachimura, uh, basically because he plays zero defense. Um, yeah, and well, he's, he's a tweener too. He's like a six eight like small forward i i also really don't like reddish he's really not nearly as good as his pedigree just because he was hurt just because he was hurt uh no he just hasn't shot well all season you know Mm. and that was supposed to be one of his fortes coming into well maybe it's hard to find your spot between yeah between zion and and because zion and barrett took about 20 shots each a game so yeah no i maybe it is but i haven't liked his numbers this year so but that's that's all i really know about the draft at this point i haven't watched a ton all of right. guys so let's so. let's go through it real quick so you just tell me if you think they're on the team or off the team next year okay dang adele dang adele gone okay jaron blossom game uh not there okay marquez chris your buddy quiche yeah he's gone Jordan Clarkson. Um, I think he's there unless somebody 
decides they want him in the offseason, then we'll give the Cavs something for him. Like, right. Yeah. I agree with you on that, by the way. Uh, I, I actually really like Jordan Clarkson just because I think he's still that instant scorer off the off the bench. But He's I entertaining the, to watch. He, yeah. he makes I mean, the game look, fun. He, he's never met a shot, never met a shot he couldn't hit, so... No, um, and he's still young too. I mean, he's and he only never met a shot he so. wouldn't take. So, except if it's a long one that might choose hurt his shooting percentage at the end of a shot clock or at the end of a quarter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, uh, Delhi, Delhi on Deli, the team. Delhi's on the team. I don't think anybody's going to trade for Delhi in the off season. Right, Channing Fry we know is no longer on the team. Yeah, so that's one down. Keish is another one down. But hopefully he'll be in. Hopefully he'll be in the. Uh, uh, the uh, booth replacing AC. Um, <laughs> I want the John a- Henson. I want the AC. You think John Mike- has- well, give let me give you my dream booth: AC, Mike Fratello, and and Fred. <laughs> oh, you keep or AC? not AC? Sorry, uh, Channing CF, Channing Fry, Mike Fratello, and Fred. Well, my I would booth. like I would like uh, Channing Fry, Mike Fratello, and Richard Jefferson. Well, Richard Jefferson's not leaving Jersey. <laughs> no, I know. I'm yeah. just saying that would be my dream. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. All right, John Henson. Do you think they bring him back for a? Oh, a John. Look? John Henson is under contract next year. Right. Okay. So he. Brandon be Knight. There we already talked about getting the minutes. Chris is not getting now, and he's also the reason right. that you can let Tristan Thompson walk because, in some ways, he's a better version of what Tristan Thompson does. So. Sure. He's also probably two inches taller. Um, yeah. Even though they list Tristan at 6'10", we think he's probably more like 6'9". Yeah. Um, so, Kevin Love, on the team or no? Yeah. Larry Nance, on yes. the team. Yes. I mean, they signed him to a four-year extension. So David um, Nawaba? Just from a number standpoint, he... Is probably gone, unfortunately, right. because there's only two guys you've named so far that are gone, Chris and Fry. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Um. Jetty's here. Sexton is here. Jar Smith will be gone. Okay, that's three. So maybe Stauskas. Stauskas, I don't think is. Stauskas, like there's gone. an outside chance, but. I'd much rather have Nawaba than Stauskas. Sure. And then Tristan. I think we, we've talked about him. We agree. And then Zizic. He's probably I on the team. I think Zizic is on the team. Yeah. But Tristan, I'd love to see So John, the but... three. Yeah. The four. The, the two guys are. The one guy that's definitely not back. Or probably two guys that are definitely not back are Chenning and JR. And then pro- possibly not back Marquise. And Stauskas and Nawaba. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, right, because you're gonna that's have to get rid guys. of at least two guys. You have to get rid of at least two guys to bring in the two rookies that you'll have. Yeah. Oh, like probably three because they'll have a second round pick too, right? Or do they trade their second round? I pick don't away? think they have a second round pick, but okay. I, I will look it up real quick. That's not bad though. I mean, that's a you know, there's still core guys there. Yeah, and in my opinion, it's hard to have more than two. Um, 
So is there a player in this draft, aside from Zion, that you would add to this team that makes them a playoff team next year? In the draft? Yeah. Um, maybe Morant. Um, but he would have to be very good very quickly. And I'm not right. sure that he gives them enough on defense to do that. Um, and is I, there another good point guard in the draft? Or is he Morant's the best, right? Uh, Morant is the best. Uh, I don't think Cameron Reddish is that guy. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see another guy. So this draft, a lot of people think it's like four or five, maybe really good players, and then like the next sixteen players, a lot of people feel like they're all about the same, or you know, depending on. So I don't see a guy that just takes you over the top. Now, what I do think could take the Cavs back to the playoffs is if they do package a couple guys and get somebody coming off a uh, that you know somebody wants to get rid of and he kind of turns things around a little bit in Cleveland, but and you'll need leaps from Sexton and Chetty, especially defensively. Like right. I feel like Chetty took a step backwards this year um, defensively because he was a better defender last year, but also I don't know what if, if Mike Longobardi... I think back, it would help if they had a coach... Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I was. I think it would help if they had a coach that actually could teach defense. Yeah, no, I think they're in some ways intentionally designed for failure on the defensive end. So, you know. Yeah. I so guess I just look at it and say that you know, I really feel like the NBA is going to make a point with this year's draft selections, I, the lottery, I, whether it's whether it's legal or not. I, I think they, they're going to make a point of it. You can't cheat the lottery. Sure you can. No, you can't. It is very difficult it's, to do. It's been done. It's been done. Frozen but, frozen envelopes. But the problem is, is the way they do it now is there's literally 30 witnesses in the room. They draw combinations of numbers, and those numbers are pre-assigned to um, different um, teams, and it's all audited. It's very difficult to cheat. I, I, it's but not already, impossible. I would be shocked if it happened. And you can literally watch the whole thing. Like, you can watch the whole thing on a webcast. I know. <laughs> so I, I just don't <laughs> think it's possible. But it's not impossible. I, but it's not impossible. <laughs> I am going to say that there are much more... It's highly unlikely. Let's put it that way. It's my, my opinion. So. But not impossible. <laughs> but but not impossible. Uh, e- okay, adjust your tinfoil helmet. So saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Saying it, yeah. it it makes it it makes it if the NBA really wants it to send a message. Because here's the thing: if it goes chalk or anywhere close to chalk, where it's some combinate where where either the the Knicks, the Cavs, or the or the Suns wind up with Zion Williamson. What will it have mattered that they adjusted the lottery and told teams not to tank because teams are still tanking? Well, chalk is that 
you know, that those three teams add up to only a 42% chance of getting the top pick. I mean, chalk is that someone else gets the top pick. So no, chalk is chalk is if is if it goes the way that it's that it's gone in the past. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that there's no changes, no changes is affected basically. I, and I, I think they fought too hard to make this to try to make this the anti-tanking experience. I, I look, I get it. I get what you're saying. Like look, they've already kind of rigged it that way to your point, which is the top the top 3 teams that should get that pick have a less of a chance than the field. Right? So so that's something, but it's not it's still not, <laughs> you know, everything. I I I agree with you, but I mean that's the way probability works. So <laughs> I know, I know, not, I know, and I'm sure it'll be an unpopular take, and I don't really care. Because no, I, I know you don't care. And, as a Cavs fan, as a Cavs fan, I'd love for them to get the number one pick again. They're they're pretty good at Cavs. If the Cavs can once win one thing, it's the NBA lottery. They yeah. they they've done it more than anybody else in recent memory. And but have. I also. You know, I also feel like if that's the message of the NBA sending, you know, then, you know, it's not that way in other sports. It's there's no lottery in in any other sport, but but the NBA. So they've created their own. The NBA is also the talent pool is much smaller because there's so many fewer spots that play in any game. You know, right. But look, you can still. I mean, look, look at Philly. I mean, you can still screw it up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, for them to for them to come out of with what they have after all of those years of tanking and number one picks, because they. I mean, look, I I still contend that that Markel Fultz will go down as a bigger bust than Gumdrop Bear because only because. In in Gumdrop Bear's class, there was no clear number one. In hindsight, there was because Giannis was in that draft, but at the time, no, there was no consensus number one. Yeah. I mean, didn't I mean Giannis went like fourteenth, right? Yeah. Like he wasn't anywhere close to the top. So you look at that and you say, well, in the Markel Fultz draft, the the next like four guys that got taken are at the very least playing. The game and are and are all much better than what than anything he's shown. So, you know, I mean, you look at that and say, well, that's just a huge misfire. Like the the Sixers could have had Jason Tatum. Hell, the Sixers would be better off with Lonzo Ball. I'm I'm not going to argue with you, <laughs> uh, dear you know? Fox. And all of that to say, like, yeah, well, look, all of that to say, yeah, the Sixers are the what the three seed in the East. But still had to trade for two of their <laughs> big four, as opposed to just you know utilizing the draft for that. Yeah, I mean, how many guys whiffed on John Collins? <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, that and that's the beauty of the draft. It's not a perfect science. Oh, I think so. Atlanta's Atlanta's going to be a, a team to be reckoned with soon. Yeah, they're they're a fun team, and if they yeah. can get free agents, they're going to be even scarier. So, yeah. Plus, they have extra draft picks coming their way from Dallas. So, yeah, yeah. Don't they have don't they have two picks in the top six this year? Um. Well, it all depends on how it shakes out. I don't. Know. Right. Right. Two potential in the top 
six or ten, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think Boston could have as many as three, right? Boston, yeah, if they choose to. No, Boston. I think they only have the Clippers and Sacramento's picks, and possibly. Well, on their own, right? Yeah, but yeah, they could. They don't have a ton of. Oh, you meant in the overall, not in the lottery. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. in the overall. Yeah. Sorry, that's why I was confused. Yeah, and their own. That's okay. Yeah. So they, yeah, they'll have three picks. I mean, what they're going to do with that, I don't know. They'll need them to. They'll they'll need them to replace Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, knowing Danny Ainge, they'll (laughs) flip them for future picks. (laughs) <laughs> right right that's what they that's what they do in new england whether it's the patriots yeah. or the uh or the uh red Sox or the um the celtics so it's a good point well we must be getting long in the tooth here we right? must so anything to pitch um what am i watching right now i'm watching the um the second season of the oa which, oh uh, yeah, I watched the first season. I have which not, I'm really enjoying. The first season was very odd. It was a very odd show. Um, so I'll have yeah. to check it out. This one's just just as odd, but this one I feel like is even better than the okay, first good. one. So good. Well, I like we're Brit- checking out. I like Britt Marling a lot. So that and uh, yeah, new um, and then I'm excited about the new uh, Mountain Ghost album. It's coming out soon. Interesting. Okay, I'll check that out. Um, I, uh, did you ever check out, uh, Nathaniel Rateliff in the Night Sweats? I did. Yeah. Really good. I was yeah. listening to that a bit the other week. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so my, uh, pitch is for, uh, Universal Studios in Orlando. Uh, I took the kids and the wife down to Orlando and we did three days of Disney and one day of Universal and... I I was blown away by how well done so many parts of Universal Studios were, especially the Harry Potter uh stuff were just all phenomenal. Yeah. And uh and Harry Potter was great, the Marvel. It's so weird cuz Universal owns the rights to Marvel for the theme park. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. doesn't make any sense, but that's the way it is. Well, it makes sense only in that Marvel used to license things to everybody back in right, the day, right, right. which is how Fox how Fox wound up with the Fantastic Four and and uh, X Men, and how Sony wound up with Spider Man, and you know, just it was all bifurcated. And yeah, at the <laughs> time, Un- Universal was was one of the bigger um, park, and, and Disney didn't own Marvel back then. Yeah, so. Exactly. It, it it just you know didn't make sense. I would imagine that'll change in the future. Like as they go as they go forward, it'll it'll be something where Disney will say, okay, we want to we want to move this stuff over to us now. So yeah, but it all I, but it's yeah. it's a lot. I mean, it takes a lot of it's a lot of infrastructure too. So yeah, and I'm and not sure those sorry. those contracts typically no sorry those contracts typically run a lot longer than than the standard ones because so. they are infrastructure and it takes so much capital investment yeah. to put it all together. Yeah, exactly. And, and it was, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, just a blast. That's great. Um, the Harry Potter world. So well done. Um, really just delighted everybody. Uh, 
the other parts of the park are fun too. I mean, I didn't check out any of, I mean, there's a lot of parts I just totally skipped. I didn't check out any of the transformer <laughs> stuff. Um, did you go to Epcot too or no? Yeah. So, uh, I did that and I'm, I was just touching on universal Simpsons area is really cool as well. But oh, the, nice. just nice. the, uh, the Harry Potter stuff. If you're a Harry Potter fan, uh, check out, uh, Universal Studios in Orlando. It's, it's really is a lot of fun. Um, cool. and yeah, so we did Magic Kingdom, we did Epcot, and we did Animal Kingdom. Um, Epcot was neat. Uh, you know, I forget how spoiled I am living in one of the most affordable places to live in America, in Northeast right. Ohio. Uh, because everything is really expensive down there and, you know, it's 20% more at Disney, uh, when you're in the park, at least. Um, right. and, you know, you're drinking around the world at Epcot or eating around the world and, and it's neat. They do a good job. Um, but it's also, you know, I was, I could have lived without Epcot. Uh, Magic Kingdom, I could have lived without even more, but of course, my youngest, you know, wanted to go meet her favorite princesses and all that. And then, of course, there's oh, the, sure. there's the Disney nostalgia for all the animatronic rides, and we did. My wife conned us into doing the uh, the Carousel of Progress, which shows like 150 years of progress. Uh, and then she goes, <laughs> and then I look over, and she's just zonked out, and and she's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I totally conned you into that for a half hour nap." <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, and I was like, okay, well, well played, well played. But Animal Kingdom, I was super impressed with. Um, huh. as, aside from the Navi stuff, which uh, from Avatar, which almost feels dated at this point, um, right? And I didn't go on any of the rides there. But uh, the Festival of the Lion King is basically a half hour condensed version of the Broadway play mixed with like Cirque du Soleil. And it was fantastic. It was the oh, best nice. thing I saw at all the Disney parks. And then the safari you take at Disney was really cool at animal kingdom. I, they take you on like this half hour, 30, 40 minute safari. And there's lions, there's giraffes, there's elephants, tigers, there's bears. Yeah. No, no tigers and bears, but it's, it, oh. it is really well done and was a lot of fun. We saw, uh, we had giraffes come right up to our, uh, to our, uh, Jeep. So it was really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it was nice. really neat. And, and I will say the one thing that's great about Disney is everybody who works there and Universal as well has a fantastic attitude, you know, super customer service oriented. Um, you know, they really try and make it a good experience. Everybody works their stops and talks to you, ask you how you're doing, where you're from, all that kind of stuff. So it, it definitely was a great time. And then we got to go to St. Pete and we got to go to, um, out to Cape Canaveral. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed Orlando and it was much better than the sub 30 weather we've had in Northeast Ohio the, <laughs> the week and a half I was gone. So that the Indians I, have had to play in. Oh yeah. It's been brutal. <laughs> So, how are the how are the tribe doing? What's the record so far? Uh, they're three and three, and Trevor Bauer had a no hitter tonight uh, after seven innings, but he'd thrown 117 pitchers so pitches. So, uh, so Terry, yeah, Terry had to make the call to say, "Hey, I, I'd love to let you stay in there and and do it," but you know, I can't, I can't make, I can't do that like in in 
April make you throw more than 117 pitches. So yeah, and I was uh, and then they. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say they they wound up keeping it as a combined no hitter until uh, the first batter of the ninth, and and uh, then Brad Hand gave up a a couple of hits back to back, but um, but they won four to one, and it, it's it's unfortunate that it would have been the first no hitter of any kind since. Land Barker's uh, perfect game in 1981, wow. which was 35 years ago now, so or yeah. longer. So, uh, yeah, Indians had a lot of guys come really close. Uh, they had I had a, <laughs> a, a an opposing pitcher throw a no hitter on my birthday back in uh, 2009, I think it was, with uh, Irvin Irvin Santana and the and the Angels, but. Um, yeah, no such like, but man, Bauer has really been pitching well, and um, they, you know they've they don't have much offense to to show for it so far because a lot of guys are out hurt, and the Dolans didn't really add add really anything <laughs> this year. But the pitching staff is one of the it could go down as as a historic historically great pitching staff. So. That's awesome. Uh, what about uh, are you happy with the Francona extension? Oh yeah, uh, Terry's a great manager. I mean he's yeah. He's a Hall of Fame manager, and and what it tells me is that they at least want to think that their their window is open till because I imagine this is probably the sign and retire deal for Francona because he's he, he turned sixty this year, so I think uh, you know given given the health scares he's had in the past, feels like you know that takes him you know three more years, and then that's. That's probably close to the end for him, but yeah. uh, well, right I, now he's—I mean—it makes him the it makes him the longest tenured Indians uh, skipper ever. So. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah, he's yeah. had a, had a great run. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to—I haven't got a chance to watch him yet, but hopefully uh, I will soon. And um, yeah, and hopefully uh, they they kind of pick up the offense. It's interesting you mentioned about the number of pitches. I was uh, listening to a radio thing today, and they were talking about, you know, as much as they've tried to speed up the game with the pitch clock and, you know, limiting timeouts for hitters and all that, the thing they can't limit is the number of foul balls guys are hitting. And it's, True. Just, it's just jacking up these pitch counts like crazy. And because, yeah. you know, everybody wants to hit the ball hard, and the pitchers all throw the ball hard, and that's going to lead to a lot of foul balls. <laughs> so. True. Yeah. Well, and then on on top, I mean, I would just think, you know, from here on, it's probably going to be a lot of Browns. Uh, oh yeah. I, <laughs> stories between the, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's tough being a, uh, you know, like if you're the the Indians or the Cavs right now to to yeah. sort of pull any sort of focus because right right now and for for the foreseeable future, it's going to be a lot about the Browns. That's so. uh, the most Browns buzz. That I have seen since the first three years they were back, so yeah, uh, basically yeah. since uh, they drafted uh, Couch, so yeah. Well, it did go that the playoffs in two thousand two, but you're <laughs> right. Yeah, those first those well, first three they, years they had the one year with uh, where Kellen Winslow <laughs> was their big. Oh yeah, they yeah. they won the ten games, but they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Well, that should change. Both both things should change, but we'll see. I mean, yeah, if, I don't know. It's, I I do hope that we see a a, a good off season for the Cavs. I mean, as I wrote in the live thread, like it feels like their season's been over for a week or two already. But uh, 
Yeah, and that's you know, kind of been a bummer I, because like they were see, really playing well there for a while. They were, but then, you know, I think Love kind of got hurt again, and then they started to realize that, hey, we don't – I think word came we down that, like, hey, we don't win too, too many, many games. games. Yeah, yeah. You know, because why, why, why shoot yourself in the foot if you don't have to, I guess? But, um, look, I, I'd love it if they got Zion. I'd be happy with Morant or Barrett. Um, and there's there's other guys too that I think would be worth worth a look. Um, I just hope they. I hope that if it's not Larry Drew coming back to coach, that they do. I mean, I'm I'm assuming Luke Walton will be available, but um, I hope they do bring in somebody who can who really is a focus on developing young players, not just offensively, but really who can install a really a really top notch defensive structure. Yeah. So. And, you know, because honestly, I mean, I I know it's the new NBA, and like everybody's out to score 120 points a game, but I think there's still real value in in having a team that that knows how to play tough, hard nosed defense, and and you know can force turnovers to get it out to their guys that that have speed because they do have guys that are fast. They just need to play better defense to give those guys opportunities to get out and breaks. Yeah, and and I wouldn't be surprised or. Upset to see Larry Drew back next year, but if 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 Longo is back, I'll be I'll be crying. <laughs> I, our only hope is that that uh, Tyloo replaces uh, Luke Walden in L.A. and he and he's desperate to get Longo back on his sideline. Uh, that is because he needs someone who they need. He needs someone to look down on <laughs> from his perch. <laughs> yeah, his perch on top of the phone books. And and on that note, we will sign off. And uh, <laughs> Cavs dubs tomorrow, and then uh, last couple games. Uh, what going into next week? Uh, yeah, so we got Cavs dubs tomorrow, and then we got the uh, the Spurs on Sunday, and then I got that that last Tuesday game of the year with the <laughs> Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, back at the queue. Yeah, and then the uh, the playoffs start the next, uh, I believe, on Saturday. After that, so should, should you'll be watching it, and I won't be. You won't be watching <laughs> any playoffs. I'm I'm surprised by that. Nah, okay. nah. well, well, not, you got the tribe. Not feeling it so. this year. Well, that's I'm okay. not feeling it this year. I got better things to do with my time than to watch the Celtics and the the uh, all the 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 injured East teams and the the annoying West teams. I just, I, I still think with all, even though they've had issues, I just don't see anybody still beating uh, Golden State. Oh, I, especially now yeah. that Steph Curry got contacts. <laughs> Gee, that's right. That? Yeah. All he needs oh is God. vision. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, because <laughs> that's the guy that needs to see better. Exactly. Ooh, exactly. They just showed the blood, the blood so ejection from throwing the ball at uh, <laughs> yeah. Embiid. <laughs> Sorry. That's hilarious. <laughs> and as always. I like Bledsoe. He's spicy. Go, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Go Bledsoe. <laughs> yep. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.